If you got drama happening over the holidays for Thanksgiving dinner, you will identify with our Am I Wrong today when Teresa called us up. Yeah, she's going through it. But I do feel like we kind of got her set on the right path. I do, too. I think uh, maybe it's just me, too, really opened up my soul a little bit for you and Brian just to crap all over it. And that door needs to be shut, (laughs) closed, and labeled. Uh, Plus, the language of love and misconnections. It can conquer all. Oh, my. You'll hear all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Would you be upset if your partner invited one of their exes over for Thanksgiving? That is what we have up today in Am I Wrong? And we are joined by Teresa. Teresa, what's going on? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? Hey, uh, so yeah, Thanksgiving is coming up, and I was really excited to be going over to uh, my current boyfriend's families for Thanksgiving. Um, And it'll be sort of the first time... uh, spending time with all of them and definitely staying over there and everything. And so then I find out after we'd like planned all of this, that his mom has invited his ex over for Thanksgiving as well. Good Lord. Yeah. And they it was like a significant ex. Like they were together like two and a half years, almost three years. Oh man. That was a, that was a serious deal there. Yeah. And so, I mean, based on your reactions, I'm feeling like you might feel the same as I do. <laughs> well, it's because tough. I'm just like, what? It's it's all. And it's, I feel it, like I'm going crazy. It's shocking. Yeah, it's shocking that someone would do that. But let's was this was this ex a friend of the family like before those two started dating? Is this does this friend go way back? Well, it's not like way way back, but I mean, it is like they do live in the same uh, area, and like she doesn't have any family to spend the time with so i get it they're being like nice and hospitable and like i guess they did like his mom did get close with her during their relationship but like uh but what about me this is supposed to be my time to uh, meet like he's not with her anymore you know but you said the mom invited her right yeah I'm not gonna lie to you. You got an uphill climb if the mom's like so comfortable with the ex that she's inviting her to like family things. Whoo, that's gonna be a tough ride to climb. Yeah, that's a rough one right there. So, what is your boyfriend saying about this? Well, he's sort of like, well, you know, I didn't invite her, and it's not my choice, and you shouldn't be worried about it because, uh, like, you know, we're exes for a reason, kind of deal. Um, and it's like, it's true. He didn't invite her, but I also wish that he could just say to his mom, like, Hey, that that's just not okay. You know? Yeah. I'm surprised that she wants to come over. Like that would be some of the most awkward dinner conversation ever. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, I mean, I have to assume that she knows that I'm coming, you know, I don't know what his mom told her. So I hope that she's not coming with this idea of like, oh, what a good chance for me to get back together with him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to put myself in her brain and be like, why would you come to this? Yeah. You know? And honestly, I think what sucks for you is that you have to now pretty much be compared even to even, you know, with the ex right there at the table. Yeah. And I'm going to be weird because I'm going to be really nervous because of her being there, not because I'm just a naturally nervous person, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I'm just going to come off looking less less than I want to look, you know? I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of any scenario where someone would think that you were wrong in this. But, I mean, if, but if they're inviting her as a friend, honestly, here, allow me to be this side of it. Pontificate we, for me. I had a couple people already text in. You go, you show that you're the bigger person, you have a good time, you're like, hey, that doesn't bother me. You A, come off as supremely confident, B, very cool, and C, I think you make a really good impression on the family, because if you go there and raise a stink, and you said this is your first like real like meeting the family, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you go in there and throw a stink, man, you're going to put... Uh, you're not going to look good, even if you are right. I think you just got to eat this. You one. walk in there like a boss. Yeah, you just go like, ah, what do I have to be? Com-? You know, the yeah. lion doesn't concern itself with the opinions of sheep type thing. Yes, absolutely. But 
That's the thing, uh, Teresa, is that's what Am I Wrong was built for, is now you've given us your side of the story. Now we're going to see if people think you're wrong for being uncomfortable and upset that your current boyfriend's mom invited his ex over for Thanksgiving. So we're going to put you on hold. You'll be able to hear all the calls and all the texts that come in, okay? Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then we'll be back in a little bit, and we'll give you your judgment. Sounds good. All right, hold on. 320-656-9453. That phone number will work no matter where you're listening. Get your calls. Get your texts in here. Let's help Teresa out. What if your boyfriend had an ex coming over for Thanksgiving dinner? That is what we have up today in Am I Wrong? We got a lot of texts, a lot of calls coming in. We're trying to help Teresa out. uh, 320-656-9453. That phone number will work no matter where you are calling from. And what do you think? Would you be okay with this? Do they have a child together? No, no, no children. Then no, I don't think that's okay. Oh, okay. So you're saying that the boyfriend's mom shouldn't even have thought about doing that? No. Would you no show? Mm, that I wouldn't do because then that would make me look like I was petty. Right. Right. My mom always said kill him with kindness. So that's what I would do. Be overly nice. That's what I think. If you're kind of backed into a corner here, you gotta you, you kind of just got to take the high road even if you're not happy yep. about it. Yep. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the call. Thank you so much. And we should say this. It's not Teresa's boyfriend who invited his ex over. Right. It's it's her boyfriend's mom who invited his ex over. So, And she just wants your help wondering what we should do, what she should do. And that's what one of the texters like Maddie points out here. She says, this sounds purposeful on the mom's part. And your boyfriend should step up and say, hey, this isn't okay. So almost like this isn't even your fight. Right. But your boyfriend needs to be saying something about this. Uh, how about this text message from Jenna? I think she shouldn't be mad. And you should go so we can hear about it on Monday. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, this one, I, I feel bad for you. This is something that my mom would have done. Oh, gosh. Personally, I would have told my mom that's not happening. You're not wrong, but I'm guessing his mom is holding on to the past relationship. Maybe to rekindle it? Question mark. Uh, no. Boy, that's a cold-blooded mom, though. Yeah, I've seen some crazy ones out there. Yeah. How about this one? You're not wrong. And I agree. Own the show. Be confident because he's with you. And not the ex. Uh, the one, your new boyfriend needs to put a stop to this. Tell his mom, like, hey, I'm bringing my new girlfriend over for everyone to meet, and I don't need my ex-girlfriend around to, to draw the comparisons to. If you can't draw that boundary at the beginning, that's not going to get better. If I if this was my mom who had done this, which my mom would never have done anything like this, I would no-show. Because I'd be like, this is going to be the most awkward Thanksgiving of all time. Really? If you like my ex so much, you guys hang out with her then. Mm. And my family would be like, awesome. Yeah, hey, all right. So, it's a win-win. We get to have her come over and Kelly doesn't come over. Awesome. Christmas miracle. Don't come <laughs> early. Uh, you need to do what you said. Go in. Just show them that she's a great person and you can roll with the punches. Like a boss. Uh, it would be a conflict for me for the ex to be there. Uh, there's no way I'm dealing with that noise. Uh, you have every right to feel uncomfortable and upset i agree with kelly and wood she should walk in there like a boss have the confidence she's with him and hopefully the ex and parents see that maybe her confidence can even make the ex uncomfortable and prevent her from accepting future invitations all right let's keep those calls and texts coming so we can help Teresa out because if you just tuned in her boyfriend's mom invited his ex over for thanksgiving dinner we actually have someone sitting on hold says they've been through this before all right what happened to you So I had basically like the exact same thing happen for me. Um, My now husband, uh, early on in our relationship, when I went to the first Thanksgiving at his family's, his um, ex-girlfriend was also there. And at the time, it stressed me out. Like, I thought it was weird. But honestly, like... You know, she had been a family friend. Like, they they knew each other for years and years and years. And, like, there was no drama. Everybody was so friends. So when I looked at it just, like, from a different perspective, I was like, you know, I, if I feel secure in this relationship, like, I, I can't let something like this stress me out that bad. And things worked out between us. I mean, we're married now. So, you know, it's okay. Is the ex still at Holiday's? Um, not every year, but sometimes, yeah, you know, like uh, and other holidays too, you know, Easter or whatever. Right. But y'all get along. Yeah. There was never any, any bad blood and, you know, she was respectful and, and friendly and, and there was no drama. It wasn't like she was trying to get him back or anything. It was just, you know, when you know people for years and years and families get connected, it's like, you know, you have to expect a little bit of crossover, I think. Did you, so how many holidays, how many get-togethers did it take before you started being okay with it? 
Um, I think the hardest one was the first time, that first Thanksgiving. So I, that one was the most sort of awkward for me. But then the next time, I think it was Easter, like that, that met, you know, the next year. And I was just like, okay, you know what? Like we've been together this long. Like I, you know, this is just, this is not that big of a deal. And I, you know, and just not feeling insecure about it. It had to come from within basically. That's pretty amazing, man. Now, do you think the family likes you more than the ex now or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like liking me more. It's just that, like, I think that they definitely respect the fact that, you know, we're married now. And, um, yeah, I think I felt judged that first year. I was really nervous that it was like, you know, they were comparing us side by side, which they kind of subconsciously probably were. But I don't know. I just tried to stay confident and not, like, get catty and weird and be competitive. You know, I there was nothing to compete about. Like, their relationship was over, and I had to suck it up a little bit and just be, you know, mature. Good for you. I'm so petty that when I had broken up with a girlfriend, my family really liked these bars that she used to make. You know, you know the, the Midwestern bars <laughs> that you don't like? Well, and my family called her for the <laughs> recipe after we had broken up, and I was so offended by that. <laughs> I was like, we are broken up. Those bars are no longer a part of our holidays. Buddy, I- I've seen you around a plate of those bars. Yeah, Trust that, me. That's definitely. You got over it. Oh, I got over it. <laughs> but I just remember being so offended when I saw him at the holiday get together that year. I was like, who made these? Who made these? Where is she? <laughs> so I'm a little more petty than you is what I'm saying. Very much though. But that's all. This is great for, uh, for uh, Teresa on Am I Wrong? Yeah. Like, to see that you can get through it and it can actually become a positive thing. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's keep the calls and texts coming. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. We'll take a few more calls and texts and then we'll give Teresa her judgment uh, coming up next. Wake up, y'all. With Kelly and Wood in the morning. Helps start my day. Just puts me in a good mood in the morning. Puts me in a great mood. Kelly and Wood live. Every morning. If you were going to your boyfriend's Thanksgiving house for Thanksgiving and his mom invited one of his exes over, would you be upset? Mm-hmm. We got a lot of people that have been in the same kind of position. The calls and texts are coming in. What's up with you? All right. So I had a similar thing go on, but it was for a baby shower. So okay. my husband was at um, work, so he couldn't go to this baby shower. And he told me like the last minute that one of his exes was going to be there. I'm like, what? So I was like, okay, I can do this. I can. And I had his kids with me. So I was the bigger person and brought his kids down to this baby shower that his ex was at. And he threw a stink to his family. And I'm like, it's okay. I got it. Even though it's like I walk in the door, they don't care. But this other chick walks in the door and they're like, oh, my God. And hugging them. But me, it's like nothing. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> but I sucked it up and got through it. And it was, I mean, she just got to she just gotta put her guns and go for it. So Just be that bigger person. Did you talk to your exes? Or did you talk to your boyfriend's ex at the time? Or you just kind of ignored her? Um, I didn't, I didn't even say a word to her. I didn't know. Okay. Who, like me personally, I was like, I don't know who she is. I wasn't introduced. I wasn't going to go up and say, oh, hey. I'm Joe's wife. No, not going to happen. And this was your baby shower? No, it was his family's. It was his uh, nieces. All right. Yeah. Does she still come around to stuff? Apparently. I guess so now. But not when you're not. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her at any function, but she is friends of the family. Okay. You were the bigger person then. Yep. I told my husband, he's like, you don't have to go. I'm like, yeah, but. Your kids want to go. It's their cousins. Like we need, like they need to go. If you can't bring them, I have to bring them. All right. Thank you so much for the call this morning. Yeah, and uh, some great texts rolling in here. She says, "Hey, we're gonna have somebody show up at our Thanksgiving that I don't know. How about this? My dad told me he had a daughter we didn't even know about. Damn. She finally is going to show up and see us this Thanksgiving." 
Should be an interesting one, so this caller not alone. My God, I want to talk to this person, because what is that like? <laughs> that is a... Hey, sis. Hey. Nice to finally meet you. Do you, do you handshake? <laughs> I don't know what you do. Uh, how about this one? I definitely don't think you are wrong for feeling that way, but I agree with what Kelly and Wood are saying. Be the bigger person. You might even end up being jealous of you in the end. Like, why did his family invite me over to watch them be together? Right. All right. All uh, right. Don't go over the top, though. That is All true. PDA at the table. <laughs> Inviting the ex seems like a direct move against her. Don't be the bigger person. Instead, beat the mom at her own game. Show up with your own turkey. <laughs> I thought, what, bring one of her ex-boyfriends over? Yeah, hi, this is Eric. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll ratchet up the tension real quick. And then one of those two get together. Hey. That's a, that's nice. a Hallmark movie right there. Uh, how about this? I talked to my uh, I I would talk to my friend who is a girl's ex husband as much as her. It was only awkward until the second time. Okay, or the second shot. So right. they, once they start knocking back drinks, they got together. Yeah, but you got to be careful. These two are absolute friends. Sometimes liquor can become jet fuel for anger. Has the boyfriend even talked to the ex? Does she even want to be coming along? Does she even want to be there? I don't know. If you, I feel like if you wouldn't, then you wouldn't. You, yeah, you'd just be like, nah, no thanks. I mean, because you have no skin in the game. Like, yeah, what? They don't like me anymore? Who cares? I'll eat my Swanson's frozen dinner at home. Thank you. Hey, don't be knocking on Swanson's. I'm, I'm not. Thank you. Should we uh, go ahead and give Teresa a judgment? I think so. All right, Teresa, you heard all the calls. You heard all the texts. Your judgment today, and am I wrong? It's kind of all along the same thing. You're not wrong at all for being upset about it. But now, what is your action plan? And a lot of people are saying you just gotta you gotta eat this one. Yeah, I mean, I I am hearing people, and I'm thinking, okay, don't make us think about it because that comes off as uh, sort of petty or uh, weak or you know intimidated. I'm not intimidated by her, you know, and that that's not her intention. Probably coming over, I doubt, is to intimidate me. So right. I think if I just go in and if I'm if I could just psych myself up beforehand and be the the coolest, chillest, funnest mm-hmm. version of myself. Um, probably not get too tipsy just in case like <laughs> something you know. <laughs> drink water, drink a water yeah, with every yeah. drink. You Throw know? a few waters in there. Um, <laughs> what up? Did, did we discuss this earlier that how long have they been separated? I don't remember hearing that part. How long had they been broken up? They've been broken up for about Almost two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. The opposite of love is indifference. I'm sure he's totally indifferent about her right now. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and jealousy doesn't look good on anybody, mm-hmm. even if it is warranted. Yeah, that's probably my biggest takeaway is like, you know, I I wanted to feel justified in my feelings. Yeah. But, and I do, but also like jealousy isn't cute. Yeah. Ooh, you got a hot Thanksgiving ahead of you, but turkey's uh, <laughs> done. <laughs> but Teresa, oh we appreciate you letting us be a part of it, and thank you so much for calling us up for Am I Wrong today. Thanks for helping me sort it all out. Kelly and Wood. All right, it's time to play a minute to win it, where we come up with a topic. We got to come up with as many things in that topic as we can within one minute. The last person to get theirs out before the timer goes off wins. That's right. Today we're gonna do. Thanksgiving foods. Thanksgiving food. We got to do Thanksgiving foods, man. That's the- now these are. I'm going to say a fair game is anything that's served at your Thanksgiving Day table as an hors d'oeuvre or as a main course or as a side dish. But I can't have you know Mima special chitlins or something like that that no one knows what it is. That, all right, take that one off my list. Mm-hmm. I had Mima special chitlins on mine. Yeah. All right, but so we we, we get the rules, and we're, we're I think we're pretty good at policing each other. When we say things that aren't good. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Brian Riley, are you ready? I hope so. Thanksgiving foods, minute to win it, begins now. Turkey. Right, that's an easy one. Yeah, Mashed potatoes. Stuffing. Mm-hmm. Green bean casserole. All right. Yams. Slow down. Ah, dang. Yams was like my ace in the hole. <laughs> Do you guys ever have a corn casserole on Thanksgiving? Ugh. I love that one. No. Ugh. It's made with like cream, a little bit of spice in it. All right. So corn's off gravy. Pickle wraps. All right, that, that's a very Midwest. It's an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. How about ham? Some people do ham. I'm bringing a ham. How about uh, we do bacon-wrapped green beans as a side? Really? Yeah, they're good, man. That seems like a lot of work. It is a ton of work, but we're... Wait, you just wrap one green bean with <laughs> No, bacon? you wrap... You grab like three or four. Okay. Wrap them in bacon. I thought you were just doing sprinkle one. Sprinkle a little in, brown sugar on them and then cook them. Individual bean. Cranberries. That's a good one. Um, did we I, go through the list? I've got... How the hell are we running out now? I've got like three left Does here. dessert count? I think we could. Yeah, you can go with dessert. Peanut butter bars, then? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Cookies. Oh. Yeah. 
mac and cheese. How am I running out of things here? I got nothing. Pecan Dylan. pie. Mm. Oh, I think Brian I Riley got it. Got it. Oh. I got it. I got it for sure. For sure. I, I'm almost 100% sure Brian Riley got it. You sounded like you went over the buzzer. Yeah. No. He was done for the yeah. people. And I do it for the people. No, not a single human being eats deviled eggs on Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, I I that's not true. Erroneous. That's, that's a not true. July I do. food. I do. No, no. What, what the hell is wrong with you, what? man? Oh, I'm sorry. You eat, you eat hard-boiled eggs in the summer heat? I'm right. sorry. You don't like freedom. I, I love I love the freedom to eat deviled eggs on Thanksgiving yeah. Day if I want to. What? My so mom, you think the Pilgrims were showing up with deviled eggs? No, I also don't think they were showing up with green bean casserole. Yeah, the hell they weren't. I, my mother in law used to make deviled eggs for Christmas and for um for Thanksgiving. During the Christmas season, she'd sprinkle a little paprika on there, give them a little red tint. They look good. It goes on right on 4th of July, too. I don't no. know about that, man. No. I've I, never heard them on the 4th of July. Wow. Deviled eggs in hot weather. The two just don't go wow. hand in hand. I've, only, I've honestly only had deviled eggs Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. No one ever brings a food that spoils in your stomach in the summer <laughs> heat. You are, no one does that. Oh, you are out of your mind. Let's put it to a vote. So potato salad doesn't go bad in the heat? I don't eat potato salad in the summertime. Pot- potato salad stays refrigerated, yeah, though. Yeah, you put in a thing. Of, yeah. So do the devil. Do. Well, no, th- this is ridiculous. You know what? You're both wrong. What? I don't even know why I'm off- arguing food with you two boobs. Oh, please. <laughs> well, you've never even given me a shot to show off my goods. Huh? For food, Excuse for me, food, sir? Food, oh, are we still food. talking about death? I don't want to. I don't want right. to. Oh, we just hit the sounder already? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, let's just keep it going. Let's let's marinate in the awkwardness for a while. <laughs> <laughs> These people are looking for love. I love it. We'll help them find it. Yeah. This is where Wood scours the internet to find a couple who almost had that love connection, but it ended up being a misconnection. So we use the power of radio to see if we can't thrust these two back. Back together. Oh my. Male for female. Let's go. This is for the gorgeous woman that I met for a moment at the bank on street name here. Money, 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 money. I'm going to put what street out there. We were both in line and you were on the phone with someone speaking in a gorgeous language that I didn't know. Was it English? It seemed like it was some kind of Spanish, maybe? <laughs> I interjected that I loved your accent, and I could tell that you didn't know what I was saying. I tried then to use my hands to explain what I was saying to you. Oh, Lord. But I don't think I did a good job because you just kind of walked off, (laughs) even though the teller didn't tell you to come up just yet. Plus, I then, I heard you speaking to the teller in what I believe was English, But you guys were whispering, and the teller kept looking over at me. (laughs) I promise you, I'm not some kind of creepy weirdo. I was just letting you know that you were beautiful, and that I liked your language. He might just want to offer her an apology, and that's about it. You would think, but no. Hopefully, someone can read this to you, or maybe you knew English all along. Either way... I would love to meet up for some drinks and see if we can make this language barrier come down. Oh my! Oh my! Yes. That's tough, man. When I when I was dating a girl one time, her brother was dating a girl from from Mexico, and he didn't speak any Spanish and she didn't speak any English. I don't know how it worked, but they spoke the language of love. They somehow they had a kid together at some point. I had a family friend. He married a woman from, like, Nicaragua or something. Right. And she didn't speak English. He didn't speak Spanish. And they got married. Somehow they made it. How does that work, man? I may. And I don't know. I believe he ordered her to have a magazine. <laughs> it's very well. It could possibly happen. But I think they're still together. Years later. Sometimes, you know. That's the best kind of relationship. Amore. Don't they say like arranged marriages have like a 90% success rate or something like that? Well, I mean, can you really go, if you're living in that kind of culture, right. are you allowed to say, nah. This ain't working? Yeah, I don't think so. Are you, okay, I'm going to say, it's probably going to be offensive, but are you allowed to get divorced if it's an arranged marriage? I doubt it. Because then you like, have to give back the, the offerings. Dowry? Yeah. 
wonder how that works. Oh, that's messed up, man. Either way, we'll see what happens here. Who yeah. knows? These two may get married and have a child and stay together forever. Uh, the fact that she spoke English and she didn't talk back to him, I don't <laughs> think it does. But hey, you know what? Good for him for trying. Stranger things have happened on Misconnections. Shoot your shot. And I know you'll have another one for us next week because oh, yeah. that's what you do, Wood. You see if you can't thrust two people back together using the power of radio and a little something you like to call missed connection. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. A lot of you might remember this story. Some of you may not, but it involves a woman named Wanda and a man named Jamal. Well, Wanda was inviting her one of her grandchildren over for a Thanksgiving party. Now, mm-hmm. this is eight years ago. This is back in 2016. Seven, seven eight years ago, whatever. Uh, anyway, so Jamal had recently just changed his phone number, so he was getting a lot of just wrong number texts. Well, one of the texts that came in said, Thanksgiving dinner is at my house on November 24th, 3 p.m. Let me know if you're coming. Hope to see you. And, of course, that includes Amanda and Justin. Jabal texted back, who is this? Wanda said, your grandma. He said, grandma, can I have a picture? She said, of who? He said, of you. So Wanda sends him a picture. (laughs) Jamal sends back a picture of himself, says, you're not my grandma. Can I still get a plate, though? She said, of course you can. That's what grandmas do, feed everyone. So she actually did invite him over, and for eight years now, they have gotten together on Thanksgiving to celebrate it together. How about that? And this year, they're doing something even bigger. So this is kind of cool. Like It's turned into this huge thing. So they teamed up with Airbnb this year, and they're going to uh, have a big house. Wanda and Jamal are going to go there, and they're going to invite people to come have Thanksgiving dinner with them. So if you know of a family that's maybe not going to have such a great Thanksgiving or whatever, you nominate them, and then they get to go have Thanksgiving dinner with Wanda and Jamal. Oh, how cool. And eight years in the making of them doing this. And we've talked about this ad nauseum when it comes to this stuff. Right. It's amazing how often doing something good, no even matter how small it was, just like that, of just, hey, why don't you just come over and eat with us? Yeah can spawn into something that could help who knows how many people. And a complete stranger. That's yeah. the funny thing. But it's it's so cool they've been doing it for eight years now, man. That's just, that, this story puts a smile on my face heading into Thanksgiving. And think of the confidence it takes just to show up right at a Thanksgiving meal with a family that you don't even know. Like, there's no way Kelly George walking through that door. Oh, hell no. No. I'm changing my phone number. Yeah. I'm sending an apology bouquet for the inconvenience. No way. <laughs> but I love that Jamal did it, and I love that Wanda was like, sure, come on over. I, this this story is so heartwarming. It's great to see, man. And I presumably, they'll keep it going. I'll probably be doing a story next year about how they're coming up on their ninth year of doing it together. How about it? Well, that's what Happy Hour's all about, especially leading into the holidays, man. You gotta have it. Stories that put a smile on your face. It's that simple, and we'll do it every single day. All thanks to Audio Video Extremes. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yes, it is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. I'll give it a trashy score. We'll put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to... Yes, that's where we have 43-year-old Joshua Previtt. Now, I should mention that Joshua... Is holding down a job. That's not trashy. No, heck no. That's great. He's actually working at Sweetwater Cash Car Wash. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is there's a tip jar at work. All right? Okay. Because you know what it's like. Get that car all fresh and clean. You oh, walk yeah. up and say, hey, you know what? Here's a couple bucks for you. You did a great job. If they do a good job, always tip. So they threw it into a, ch- a tip jar. And according to the employees, this tip jar actually racks up between $200 and $300 per day. Damn, that ain't bad. And then they uh, the, all the employees then split it together, right? Right. Well, Joshua was working and decided, you know what? I'm doing a hell of a job. I'm going to take this tips from myself. All of them? Well, he was sneaking money out of the tip jar when he was busted by a co-worker, which kicked off an argument, and Joshua was fired. Now, I should mention, this was back in August. Okay. Well, the other day, Joshua came walking back into work. Now, I don't know. Maybe his co-workers were like, oh, that's that guy who stole from us. Right. Maybe time had healed wounds. Maybe he's bringing back the money that he stole. Maybe he was rolling in there with his car and said, hey, I know you guys do a good job. I'd like to get my car washed. Well, when Joshua walked in, he was talking with some of the employees, and sure enough, started stealing money out of the tip jar again. <laughs> this time, the uh, co-workers weren't so kind about things, and a fist fight broke out, and 911 was called. When authorities showed up, sure enough, 
They had Josh dead to rights on camera stealing the money out of the tip jar. <laughs> also, he had some controlled substances on his person, which he did not have a prescription for. He was arrested. By the way, this is the fourth time he was arrested for theft. Jeez. Second time being arrested at work. At that location. Oops. There's got to be other tip jars out there somewhere. You would think. I'm guessing. And he was taken to jail. Lock him up. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go, Wood. Let's give this one a score, shall we? Uh-huh. Um, nothing wrong with having a job. Nothing wrong with cleaning cars. I love it. But there is something wrong with stealing from the tip jar. Eh, stealing from your coworkers. Right. That's I, extra trashy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it 175 for stealing from a tip jar. I'm going to tack on 125 because that's your coworker. Big time. That's stabbing people right in the back. Mm-hmm. You get fired. Getting fired for stealing from work is trash. Big time. $150. Or 150 points right there. Right. Uh, now, showing back up to steal from the same tip jar that you got fired from in the first place for that's stealing true. from... That's super trashy. Mm. I'm going to get that 200 points right there. Now he had controlled substances on him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him 125 on that right there. Yep. He was arrested. That's 75. Yep. I think that's. I think we. I think there's no more meat on the bone. No. Uh, how about a few points for being arrested four times for bur- for burgling? Okay, I'll give him another 125 points for that. For thieving. We, we've given him a lot of a lot of points aimed at thievery. Okay. All right. Are you ready? All right. We got a good score here today, Wood. Are Come you on. ready? Today, our gentleman returning to the scene of the crime to steal from his co-workers once again earns himself a whopping, a surprisingly close 975 point. Trash. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. All right, so check this out. If you're a person who gets, gets goosebumps while listening to music, you have a special mental condition that makes you extremely emotional. It's a certain kind of stimuli. The condition is known as frizzin. F-R-I-S-S-O-N. Frison, frizzin, mm-hmm. one of the two. But if you have that condition where a piece of music can give you goosebumps, you are an extremely emotional person. Would you're looking at someone who gets goosebumps when listening to music. I know. And I'm extreme. <laughs> and I'm an extremely, extremely emotional person. I know. So, but here's the thing: I'm not alone, clearly, in this now. I mean, yeah, you're probably not alone, but the songs you get emotional to are what really no, sets wait you a apart. Second. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean that they're not good songs. What are the songs that get you goosebumps? I don't know all of them. PM just, Dawn. PM Dawn, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss mm-hmm. is a song that will give me goosebumps when I hear it. There's the song that you... Is that the same song you proposed to your wife to? No, that was Lifetime by PM Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one where he starts crying. PM and Dawn I, is very... Uh, would ethereal be the correct word? No, there's a word I can say, but it's not suitable for on air. <laughs> Again, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. Art is very susceptible to interpretation. I've right. never even heard of P.M. Don. Well, because they were big in like the mid-90s. It was a fat black dude who wore these little itty-bitty glasses. You'd recognize him if you saw him. All right, I'm going to Google Maybe I should PM play a little Don. clip of yeah, the, yeah, of the song that. here. I, I want to hear. I want to see. I don't have YouTube Premium anymore, so you're going to have to wait oh. till this commercial goes through. But YouTube's this, probably going to throw you this one for free. They're like, sure. This one here, <laughs> this will give me goosebumps right here. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Do you know this song, Brian? No. I Isn't don't. this a this, cover? Well, that's a sample. This sounds like Seal Kissed by a Rose. They use a sample from Spandau Ballet's... Uh, I know this much is true. Okay. Anything yet, Brian Riley? Am I supposed to get goosebumps? I don't get Here we what, go. what am I supposed to say. Girl, you know it's true. Is that the song? It's the same beat, yeah, but he'll start to weep here when about the second chorus usually is when it kicks in. <laughs> this is, if I was only able to listen to one song for the rest of my life, this would be it. Oh. This would be the song? Yep. Look, I don't judge some of the crap you guys like, all right? Uh-huh. Uh, but, but for some reason, I'm always called into question for the crap I like. I've never heard of PM Dawn. Okay, I, well, you're also, I, you're I also 17 never, years younger than I am. I also never said anything about your taste of music. Mm-hmm. I just upset. went, <laughs> I don't know what this means. <laughs> he needs yeah. to listen to some PM Dawn to calm down. <laughs> that song right there. Is, is there any song that will give you guys goosebumps? I've never once had goosebumps to a song. I don't think I I, I I believe too I that I am free on free or whatever. I it would is. say the Frizzian. only time Friz on? Yeah. The only time I yeah, the only time I get free on is when <laughs> I hear like a like a a theme song that gets everyone jacked up before okay. a game. Or okay. like a hype video. Right. I Something see what you're like saying. That. Like when Jelly Roll did his speech at the CMAs, I was like, okay. That gave you goosebumps. I'll run through a wall for this guy. Yep. But then listening to PM Dawn, I did not catch 
it's not it's not for everybody. Sports not, stuff I can do it, but that that has other emotions going with it. Yeah, you know, you're riled up. Yeah. What is this one? Something gives me goosebumps. Oh, don't you, don't you dare do that. Well, I don't know what that even means. Neither do I. Okay, I'm not going to read that. Somebody says something gives them goosebumps. So, but I'm I have this condition where certain pieces of music will give me goosebumps sometimes. I get I, a song can make me cry, man. Look, we we all know you are intently tapped into your emotions. Yes. I, I know what he was saying. There's so, a song called Alyssa Lies, and that gives him goosebumps. Oh, okay. Okay. I looked it up. Don't worry. Someone guys. texted okay. that in. Okay, so, Max, you have Freon. Freezon. I really what is pronounced Frisson. Frisson. Brian and Wood must be dead inside because music gives me goosebumps <laughs> and tears all the time from Rachel. Rachel, they are dead inside. Whoa. They are absolutely dead inside. But I'm not. I yeah. got frizz on. Yeah, he'll be PM donning it. There you go. And I'm gonna get my frizz on. Oh my. Either way, Ooh, if you like ha- Amazing Grace from Kimmy. Okay. See, that'll do it. Oh, how great thou art, performed by Elvis, will give me goosebumps. But Amazing Grace, that's like a that's a like religious song. Right. Correct? Well, so is how great thou art. Okay. But so that stuff I can see because again, that has other emotions that go with it. Yeah. Pe- like, Peace in the Valley. Ooh, that's a good. one. Or like when someone does the national anthem. Oh, the national like anthem you, always gives me goosebumps. Get, I could get behind the goosebumps on that. Again, right. it has a lot more to it. But if you're just you know, I don't know, like black eyed peas, and you start like weeping next to <laughs> my, my humps, my humps. <laughs> I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, well, it's not for everyone, and that's why you're not special like I am. To be fair, there was a guy who started openly weeping next to me when I was at a Spider-Man once, and I thought to myself, I was like, I don't even want to watch the rest of this movie. There's like 30 minutes left, guy. Get it together. It meant more to him than it did to you, clearly. Jeez. But I have this condition. If you have it, welcome to the club. Solidarity, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And I'll have another one of these for you tomorrow, and you might not like that one either, and that's okay, because sometimes... Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. We like to tack it on the end of the podcast. Uh, no one can tank a party like I can. That's right. I can take it from fun to zero in no time. Uh, we also talked about line dancing and how I <laughs> just don't have it in me. The old tush push. But I got the twerk in me. You sure do. We all know that. All right, you'll hear it all right now in our bonus track. We tack it on the end of the podcast. It's our first break of the day. Kelly and Wood. Come back up in here, acting like you run things, man. I'm just I, I, saying. Look, you've been gone. You've been gone too long. I look. <laughs> I had to get back today. I had to get back. Why, in the why lab. were you listening while you were away? I heard. I heard a lot of people talking about you know just <laughs> Wednesday quick mixes. Were Who the, knew? Were the streets talking? Oh, they were talking. All right. Okay. Well, it is good to have you back, sir. Come on, man. I did. I did something I haven't done in a very long time while you were gone, and that's uh, I did a radio show by myself. I and can't it, do it. It, it wasn't. I mean, it, it definitely isn't like what we do, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. We did. Uh, we did weird foods that you have at Thanksgiving that you actually like. Oh, that was fun. Yes. We did. What is something that, as a grown up, you still have to have your parents help you do? Because we were talking. I was talking to young intern Allison while you were gone. Yes. And she was like, "How do you? <laughs> this is so good. I should play it back for you." She was like, "How do you know when your car needs an oil change?" And I was like, well, like every three to six, you know, depending on what kind of oil you put in there, you know, three, five thousand. It's not three thousand miles. That's big oil trying to get you. Right. I, I don't. I don't do three thousand. But now we're about to open up a can of worms, and people are gonna, somebody, you know, is gonna lose their mind over that. But anyway, she goes, she goes, oh well, I just had an oil change over the summer. I'm like, okay, it's probably not that bad, depending on how much you drive. You're probably good. Yeah. And then she goes, I've had my car for three years, and I've gotten one oil change. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, well, it's still running. That's a good sign. Yeah. You kept it going. But the best part was, she goes, well, my dad hasn't told me that I needed one. And so that's what sparked the conversation about, as a grown-up, what is something that your parents still have to do for you? That sounds about right. But she's only 20. I'm being, I was being a little bit hard. She's only 20 years old. Yeah, I don't need to pick on her. I wasn't picking on her at all. We, we grew very close while you were gone. Wow. I'm, I, I told her apply for your position. <laughs> Kelly and Joy, what the Kelly and Allison show? That's Allison right. and Kelly. Allison and Kelly sounds a little better. Uh, it, oh, you've, you've been gunning for me to take second well, billing, haven't you? Uh, Actually, Allison and Kelly does something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, so we're gonna make it happen today. Um, oh, what I gotta play you one thing I made while you were gone. Ooh, and I was I was laughing about this because you I used to see some production being done while I was gone. All right, <laughs> you don't gotta insult me, dude. Mm. So anyway. You uh, are not the biggest fan of Dan and Shay. But they don't make music for me. Right. Dan exactly. and Shay don't roll out of bed and say, hey, what can I make for that it, dude right it's there? It's not insulting, but I was making what we call some sweepers, <laughs> the little things that say our name, and I made this one while you were gone, and I played it for everyone. Why don't you listen in the morning? Kelly and Wood in the morning. <laughs> Always on demand on all your favorite streaming services. Just search Kelly and Wood. 
If I knew that that was waiting for me when I got back, I would have stormed the cabin and dirted that plane. The funny thing is, it played like maybe twice while you were gone, and people were like, "You got to No, you got to stop playing that thing." No, so I'm not. I'm not going to put it in the regular rotation. It just made me laugh because of your hatred of Dan and Shay. That sounds like a Hallmark movie. It does. It doesn't even flow well. You know what I mean? Either way. You know, I'm glad you had fun in the sandbox while I was gone. I did. I mm. did. It was very relaxing. Craig texted in, Wood, you got to shut that down. Awful. <laughs> no, we're not going to play it anymore. I, 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 cha- I made it so it won't play when I'm not here. The okay. only time it'll play is if I'm here and I put it in manually. I, I, I don't even like the fact that it's in the system. <laughs> Should I just delete it? Who knows? All, should I put all my hard work in yes. the trash? The AI could log in and, and do something with that. Who knows? Either way, we're back ready to do it this morning. Uh, should we get the show moving here? Uh, I'm ready. All right, come on, man. Oh, I can't say that word on the air. I, I was making that up off the top of my head. That's why I... Would it be Michael Cameron's best friend from Growing Pains? Yes. Ah, yes. Either Mr. Stabone. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Ready to do it this morning, man. I'm so glad that you're back, Wood. I'm assuming you had a fun trip. Uh, it was... You know, sometimes you go on vacations, and you have those vacations... Where you get the extra rest, right. you sleep in, you wake up maybe with the gentle lapping of waves in the background. Who knows? Right. That wasn't this trip. Hell no. This trip was nothing but alarms and go here, go there, which was fine. Right. We needed to get some stuff done, but it, it was a whirlwind. It made me happy to see the video of you watching the Browns game with your brother. Yeah, we, we went to a Browns backers. That one made me happy to see. It looked like you guys were super excited. So if you don't know... The Browns have fan groups all across the globe. Right. Because it is the greatest fan group in the history of the Which world. Which is weird because the team isn't good. I mean, this year, obviously, they're doing good. We're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I've already got the tattoo. I mean, is it is? tell me, honest to God, because I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Is it possible the Browns might go to the Super Bowl? If Deshaun Watson was healthy, yes. Okay. But now that he's done for the year, probably not. Okay. But, I mean, weirder things have happened. But... Is this one of their better seasons in recent history? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, honest to God, it's something like they haven't had like this record at Thanksgiving since like I was literally there. <laughs> 13. Boy, that's got to just be a hard fan. Well, I mean, it's like Vikings fans. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's easy to be a Vikings fan. But Vikings have had a lot more highs than the Browns. Okay. And so it was just, it was cool to be around other Browns fans. Right. Watching a good game and having a great time. It looked exciting. Yeah. So, and this leads into a fantastic week of football for us. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of that going for us. But I will say, I love music. Right? Yes, and I and I, I I honestly I don't care. Like I like a, a lot of genres. As long as it's not Dan and Shay, right? You know, right. I mean, you know, and no, that's I get fine. It. That's okay. Whether it's hip hop, country, pop, I'm a white dude. Yes, you are. I am white. To very, to, you would think to the inside. Yes, I can tell you this much. I am not line dancing white though. Oh Lord, and I'm not. Do people, do people still do that? We went to this, so we didn't really do like Nashville per se, right? Like right. you go to Nashville, you do the music and all that. Yeah. We only did that one night. Yeah. In my word, did we have an absolute blast? Now, I bet the problem was my little sweet little baby Murphy. Yes. Wanted to go learn how to line dance. Okay. I'm not. I don't know how to do it. Why? And honestly, the the most amazing thing about line dancing, and if you're listening right now and you do line dance, I'm not mocking you by any sort of the imagination. I actually find it amazing that they can line dance to whatever song is playing. Oh, yeah. And it's like the same dance to each one of these. Like, the beats are different, yet you're still doing the line dance to it. Yes, right. And that is mind-blowing to yeah. me. Well, now, the cool thing was, is like this bar did like a uh, like a lesson, and my brother's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it by you because I know you'll take a picture of him and put it on Facebook. <laughs> right. Now he's not wrong. The problem right. was it had like two like big screens on the side of the stage. Yeah. He went up to the front to put as many people in between us he, and him. He knows you well. But then his giant forehead head got <laughs> caught on the big screen. <laughs> and I could take a video of him on the big screen, like looking down with his mouth open and everything. <laughs> but I it, it truly is pretty neat to me to see like how people line dance and I I don't get it. I used to so when I was when I was DJing weddings down in Texas, Copperhead Road was a huge one. I'm talking it could be 
It didn't matter the wedding. It could be a 21-year-old couple, a 40-year-old couple, any race, didn't matter. You had to play Copperhead Road. And that line dance, I, I never learned it, too, and I saw it 10,000 times. But, like, back in the, I would say, like, back in the late 90s, when I was kind of becoming a club DJ, yeah. line dancing was huge. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why. There was this bar called the Hog's Breath. And it was like a, it was kind of like a country bar. It was in St. Paul, Minnesota, and all night long, all people would do was line dance, and they had the tush push and all this other kind of stuff that they would do. There's tons of it. And I was like, how do you guys all know the same? The internet wasn't even really around at the time. Like, how do you guys even know all the same dance at the same? Are you guys getting videos? What's going on? And the entire cr- the entire crowd. Moves as if they are one. Yeah, you know they're all it's going a, it's to the right. It's a glorious thing. They're all going to the left. They're they're, they're doing the boot scooting and boogie and, and turning yeah. around and all. And you're right. It's 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 wild to watch. And you know, hey, I give my little baby girl credit. She got out there and she tried her best, her rootin' tootin' little best. Yeah. Not sure was she turning the wrong way at times. It happens. She's learning. It's better than me popping out there. Yeah. And then I, I about I tried one time. And about nine seconds in, I figured, this isn't for me. And so I just started twerking on people until I was gross. asked. Yeah, gross. To leave the dance floor. So just ruin everybody else's time. Well. Since uh, your time wasn't, ha- since you weren't having a good time. It was my wife asking me to leave the dance floor. She's like, just get off. You're ruining everyone else's time. And I'm like, you can't stop me, Andrea. <laughs> Once you get that butt to moving. Well. She don't slow down none too fast. And I think everybody wanted a piece of that cake. I miss the old days of like going to like, when I would go to the 16 and up clubs. And like the electric slide was big at the time. When you were it's 34. Electric. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. Hey kids, hey. That's that, that would that would paint me out to be a disgusting human being, which I am not. Now, did I work at some sixteen and up hey. nights when I was thirty four? Yes, I did. Hello. But I was not out there dancing with anybody. No, you were. That's for dang sure. Good for you. I'm not I'm not that gross. But I will say it is wild to see like when you walked up and down that street, like we did for, you know, thirty minutes that night. Yeah. How many people are just in there and just having the time of their life? I love it, man. Good for them, and you you won't catch me on a dance floor. No. But my little sweet baby girl. She got out there? Oh, the rhythm got her. (laughs) Still has her. Well, sooner or later, it's going to get all of us, according to Gloria Estefan. And she's not wrong. Uh, So, hey, big weekend for me and my wife. Yes. We finally might have made some friends, which is an amazing thing after six years of living here. We maybe actually found two people who like us. Go on. And not and I'm not talking about work friends. I'm talking about actual outside of work friends. Okay. So we were invited to a Saturday Night Live themed costume party. And if you're on the Kellywood Facebook page, you saw your outfit. Right. I went as uh, I went as the more cowbell dude from Blue Oyster Cult. My wife, I don't, I don't know what that guy's name is. I mean, I know it's Will Ferrell doing it, but yes. I don't know who the guy. But anyway, and my wife went as Sally O'Malley. Which is one of the funniest characters ever on set. Did you ever see Sally is. O'Malley? She was. I don't. I don't even know how many times she did the character, but it was this woman who's like fifty years old, and she shows up to be like on dance lines and stuff. And mm. she's like, "I like to kick and stretch, whatever." So that's who my wife was. So we went to the party. I'd say we probably had two of the best, better costumes at the party. Wow! Instantly recognizable who we were, and we're having a good time. It was a little bit different than the parties I'm used to. Like normally, there's loud music playing. And everyone's kind of standing around mingling. This was more we were just like, there's probably like 15 of us all sitting around a big table. Did you put your keys in a bowl when you got there? <laughs> no, we did. Okay, good. good. I was, and I was looking, too. Wow. I was looking. I was about to say, no, but real friends. Of course, in true Kelly fashion, I made it super awkward. And now I don't know if we'll ever be invited back. Well. So everyone's having a good time. There's two things I did that made it awkward. One, I can't say on the radio because it's so embarrassing and probably inappropriate mm-hmm. and may get me canceled. So that one goes to the grave with me. Solid. I'm hoping everyone there was drunk enough they don't remember what I said. I'm sure of it. And, but my wife started dozing off at the table where we were all sitting around chatting. All right. And the, and the conversation wasn't boring either. So I was like, oh, crap. But here's the thing. Ever since my wife had chemotherapy, she gets tired early. Like, you know, she, her last chemo treatment was only four months ago. What so time was this? About 1030. It's not early. <laughs> time to shut her down. I mean, come on. Well, because they were talking about, yeah, last year we went until 1.30, and I'm looking at Brianna. I'm like, nah, she ain't making it until 1. There's no way in hell she's making it until 1.30. No, we didn't. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so I was like, so at the table, my wife is dozing off, and I just casually say, oh, yeah, sorry, guys. You know, Ever since she went through chemotherapy, she gets tired really early at night. I was like, she used to be a party animal. And everybody goes, oh, my God, you had, you had to go through chemotherapy? Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, you could just, it's as if the lights dimmed in the room at the time or something. As if the electricity heard me and dimmed the lights to make it even more lame about what I had just said. Well, I mean, that's not really a, a you know, a big old right. party. Now, who wants a shot? Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want people thinking, like, oh, great, Brianna comes over, gets drunk, and falls asleep at the table. That's she, your job. Right. Mm-hmm. She had only had, like, two drinks, but she just, it, it wipes you out. A lot of people will tell you it's a year after chemotherapy before you start feeling normal. Normal again, yeah. It makes you fatigued. So, and again, I don't know why you're defending it so much. It was ten thirty at night. It's bedtime, people. <laughs> Dude, I'm a party. I, look, man. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I still got. I still got a party left in me, man. <laughs> There's still that wild. Just like you think you have one fight left in you. Oh, I do. I I still have the party animal inside of me. Mm. And when I and yes, it's a little bit different. I, do you? It's sitting around a dining room table. Exchanging stories of our children in Metamucil and such. I was about to say, even at WeFest, like you need to go take naps. That's because I drink so much. Okay, that doesn't sound like a party animal. And a lot of time at WeFest, I've been up since 3 a.m. By the time I get out to WeFest, I'm exhausted. Nah, you're not a party animal anymore. I am, dude. Come on. I, I, Thanksgiving, I'm going to send you a text at 1 a.m. Dude, I've been up drinking all day. No, no. Party animal lives. <laughs> right. That trip to fan will have you passed out by 5.30 p.m. Now, you may rally afterwards. I'll probably rally. But once you need the nap, the party animal is dead. I just, I nosedive the entire energy of the party. And then we literally left after that. Oh, sorry. After her chemotherapy, she's tired all the time. All right, see you guys later. No need to explain anything hey. more. <laughs> I'm guessing the party didn't last till 1.30 that night. I don't know. We we just left because she was falling asleep, and that's a bad look. Now, there always was that one friend that when you would go out and you'd have like a house party or something. Yeah. When they would be way too intoxicated, they'd somehow throw up. Yep. And then come back. Stronger. Yes. As if the throw up gave them super strength. It, honestly, those people... I can't hang with you. My friend Darren was that guy. Mm. And I haven't seen him since I've moved back, which is kind of weird. But I remember going to nightclubs and we would drink before we go, a little pregame, you know, get lubed up. And he would always go too far. So we sometimes we'd just leave him in the car and be like, dude, you're, you're disgusting. We'd come back out. It, then all of a sudden in the nightclub, we would just see him come walking in. As if a zombie. And then we go back to the car. Of course, there's a massive pile of throw up next to the car. But he's like, oh, dude, I just had to get it out of me. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then he'd be up all night partying and drinking again. There was a time. Now, when I was a bouncer, I had to throw one of my best friends out. Oh, man. That's that's like arresting your buddy. He was in there acting like a boob. And I threw him out. And I said, look, this is this is for your own good. You yeah. know, you literally just try to start a fight with like six guys. Right. I'm doing you a solid favor. Sure enough. 15 minutes later, boom, I see him coming right by. He's two fists and two beers <laughs> on his way to the dance floor. I'm like, dude, I kicked you out. And he goes, no, that was my brother. Now I've known this guy <laughs> for like 15 years. <laughs> and sure enough, what did I do? I threw him out a oh, second great. time, and then he got lost in the woods. Who knew where he went? <laughs> he showed up the next morning, and he was none too pleased with us. <laughs> Oh, I man. feel like I did the right thing. It feels like you did. It feels like you did. Now, can I ask one more question about your little party attire? Let's go. Was that a woman's shirt you were wearing? Yes, it was. Okay. Damn straight it was a woman's shirt. All nice right. and tight. I feel like I am been uh, not victimized, but I well, my eyes were victimized. Yes. Vindicated. There's yeah. the word. Well, because if you know the more cowbell scene... He's wearing like a super tight brown V-neck, I think, sweater or something. Yeah, 70s, 60s. My wife was at Goodwill and saw that shirt and thought, well, well, we got a cowbell at the house. I stopped at Five Below, got some kind of shady looking brown tinted glasses. Boom. I got a costume for like $11. That's not bad, actually. (laughs) Not at all. I was here ready to mock you for spending money on an outfit, but for 11 bucks, that's not bad. And honestly, that shirt was super comfortable. It it, it, like breathes so well. You know we're still on air, right? <laughs> I was like, if this shirt wasn't so low V-neck, I'd wear this bad boy. Well. Maybe to the Kelly and Wood Christmas party I'll wear it. <laughs> I don't know if admitting you cross-dress is a market we're going for, but look at that. Hey, we'll tap into a new audience. Yes. Anyway, that was my that was my big weekend, but it was so fun. Well, good. And I think we maybe have friends now. Well, they know when the party's over, invite sh- Kelly over. Shut her down. He'll clear this room out like that. Anyway. All right. Is that all we got? I think so. Oh, okay. I no, thought, wait, well, we got to get busy here. Okay. I, I, mean, thought, I thought you had... I'm sorry. I ate up the whole break and you didn't get to tell your story. We're on a schedule. 
Okay. Mm. All right. Well, we can do some history, although I don't have the uh, sound ready to go here, but I can oh. grab it. And just do you want me to do the sound? No. I can do the sound. I don't want you to do anything. You just, it's your first day back from vacation. Ease back into it, and we will do some history. Sure, just... Look, looking into a sound mirror. On this day, in uh, this was all the way back in 1877. The phonograph was invented on this day in 1877, and that was the first recording ever put onto a phonograph. Now, it used to be like a cylinder mm-hmm. made of wax. And then you could talk into this big old horn, and it would inscribe onto the wax what you were doing. But think about that. Before that, no one knew what their own voice sounded like. Outside of your own head, of course. Right. Yeah. But what, what you hear in your head doesn't sound like what everybody else hears, right? That's why everyone hates hearing themselves on the radio. Disagree. Because, oh boy, yeah, yeah. I those, sound. Those golden pipes you got. Phenomenal. But no, everybody hates hearing themselves on the radio because you're hearing a totally different voice than you're used to. Mm. You know, and so, but before that, you didn't, you never heard your own voice. It's kind of weird when you think about it. Now, I am lucky enough to possess a phonograph from, and someone like looked it up. It was like made in like 1903 or something. That thing is sweet. And it sounds exactly like that, by the way. Right. Like it doesn't sound any better than that. It is pretty neat, but it's what, because like it's got the horn, right? It looks neat, though. And if you're to the side of the horn, you don't hear anything. You just, yeah. yeah. But you get in front of the horn, it actually is pretty clear. Imagine that technology back in 1903. They're probably like, this is amazing. They're like, we will never need more technology than this right here. Probably like the first time I saw an HDTV. Right. Thought it was witchcraft. This is it. Yeah. We've, we've reached the end of technology. Shut her down. On this day in 1989. The smoke permeates the whole cabin. It's bad for the smokers. It's bad for the non-smokers. It's even worse for the non-smokers because they are bothered by somebody else's bad habit. A law banning smoking on U.S. domestic flights was signed by President George H.W. Bush. Okay. Which I, I would imagine even smokers have to realize that smoking on a plane was disgusting. You know, now you and I both grew up with a dad who smoked. Right. So it and, didn't bother me. And my, well, it bothered me. My dad was never about cracking that window either. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would crack it so little that it's like, why? You're just teasing us now. You just made the inside of the car loud. It's not actually doing anything. It wasn't <laughs> sucking it right out? A little bit, yeah. Okay. But then that big old Ford LTD, man. Oh, especially if he had the AC on, he wasn't even going to crack the window. Just sit back and take it, boys. I will say, I think we are flat out getting ruder on planes, though. Oh, 100%. And I don't know why. There was about three people I would have loved to have punched in the ear on well, our flights. Is it because is it because flying is becoming so much more stressful? I don't think so. I just think we're becoming more like... We're becoming worse people. Well, y- 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 your face is always buried in your phone, right? Like, you, we, we're losing social skills. Oh, 100%. Amongst people. And, and especially when you're confined and everything, it can be a little tough. Yeah. That's oh, my okay. that's my thinking. <laughs> I thought you had more to say there. No. Uh in 2019, Victoria's Secret Fashion Show was officially canceled. The company released a statement saying, "We will be communicating to customers, but nothing similar in magnitude to the fashion show." So they canceled the Victoria's Secret. Didn't they just announce they were bringing that back? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She was made I hate that song. <laughs> I've never heard that song before in my life. Oh, it was huge, like last summer, maybe? Like the beginning of, or the end of last, the beginning of Who the of hell summer. is that? I don't know what her name is. Oh, well, obviously a hit. So, well, no, it was a massive hit. Mm. It's got over 20 million views on YouTube. Okay. Plus, it was on the radio nonstop. You couldn't get away from it. Mm. Uh, let's do some birthdays real quick. Woods celebrating a birthday today. Strahan has also resumed his hosting duties for Fox NFL Sunday, but he offered no other details, which had him off the air since October 26th. Michael Strahan, it's his birthday today. Okay. Now, was he good when he played football? Oh, yeah. Okay, he like, was. Yeah, Hall of good, Famer. Good for him for having a career after football, a successful career after football. Well, it's also the, if you're good in New York. Yeah. Chances are there's other things like Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber sucks on TV. I don't know who See, that is. It, well, he may be a really super nice guy, but he has like a massive radio show and everything. Okay. He was on Good Morning America, I think, for a while. He actually okay. got signed to like a TV deal before he retired. 
And it did not go the same way as it did for Michael Strahan. So you play on like one of the super popular teams, like the Cowboys, like you see with Troy Aikman right. and things like that. It can launch you into that next stratosphere. And obviously it did for Michael Strahan. Well, it, I, you know, it's funny. I took a picture of him when we were in New York. You know, I got up super early and walked to where they filmed Good Morning America. Yeah. And I was so hoping to see like a celebrity or something, you know. And I got like a picture of Michael Strahan through like the little, I could see him, you know, like a yeah. hundred feet away or whatever it was. Was it worth it? No. Yeah, <laughs> shocker, shocker. I didn't, you know what, though? It was because it was kind of neat to just be where they filmed Good Morning America. Okay. But, you know, like, sometimes they'll come out and do a concert or something. There was nothing like that going on while we were there. I wouldn't watch Good Morning America if it was on my my ah, it's living to, room. It's good to know what's going on in the world. Well, Michael Strain, he's got to be... Oh, I forgot we were doing that. 52 today? Uh, of course you got the sports one, man. You're right on the nose with that one. Ooh. Also celebrating a birthday today. I feel it. Don't you think I feel it? I can't do any of these vile things, and I wouldn't want to. Such a great movie, Overboard. I knew that movie. You knew it from that? Dude, my mom loved that movie. Wow, that's impressive, dude, for real. And that was one of the few movies that if my mom had on, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. You know, Russell, Han, what else do I need? Overboard was the best, man. Now, was that the movie they met on? I don't think so. I think that they were already together before then, maybe. But they never got married, right? They I just, know. They and just I like believe, live together forever. I believe they're still together. Yeah. They were uh they the the um he did what that Santa Claus movie. I forgot what it was called. The Kurt Russell Santa did. Claus? No, that's Tim Allen. Oh, okay. It was made for Netflix, awesome movie. And then they made a second one which wasn't that good, and then she played Mrs. Claus in it. Yeah. So it was just kind of interesting to see that take on Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. That is for real, one of the real true Hollywood relationships that yeah. has lasted. Now, do you know how old she is? I have no idea she was this old because she doesn't even look close to this age. She's been around a long she's time. She's older than my mom. I'm going to say she's 74 today. Ah, you're low, man. Whoops. Really? Yeah, she is 70, <clears throat> 78. Dang. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I was like, how is she older than my mother? Good for her. Heck yeah, man. She must have a good moisturizing routine. Something. All right, and of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 